0: Welcome back to Think Better Soon. positive podcast. Here it's we are. Jason JP, and this is our Masters edition, JP. Yes, it is. We love the Masters.
1: We love golf. It was a it was a fun tournament to watch. A lot of good stories. Several things to to make note of.
0: Well, and I would like to say there's 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 some great things we can draw out of the Masters from this year about thinking better. So even if you didn't watch a single uh, moment. Of that coverage that CBS does such a fantastic job of displaying on your TVs. Yes, uh, I still they think do. you can you can enjoy what JP and I are going to talk about and, and how it relates to how uh, some of these particular players were were going about the process of doing their best at thinking their way around that place.
1: Yeah, and and we'll we'll start off with the uh, NCAA champion, the amateur Sam Bennett, who was uh, 18 years old
0: and. 23. 23 years old, but he plays in three holes. But and before we get to Sam Bennett at, at Texas AM, which I've got some you know dear folks down there, and uh, my friend Will Saxon passed away earlier this year, and uh, Sherry's down there in College Station, such a cool place, of course, it was a really special, cool place because of the Saxons for me. Um, so I love Texas AM, but for Mr. Bennett, you know, if that was his first time coming to Augusta, I can relate with that part of it because <laughs> in 2005, the first day I walked in, I can still remember. It felt like in the first fifteen or twenty minutes of being in awe. Down around thirteen and fourteen, I got a pimento cheese sandwich and I took a bite out of it, and it was such a moment with uh, the impeccable conditions of the grounds and just—it uh, was like being in the Snow White, you know, cartoon or something. But um, I wept. I think I openly wept. At uh, you, I, you I shouldn't arrived. say
1: you shouldn't say that on on camera. You I had shouldn't.
0: arrived. live JP. I had a. I mean, if. And my, you just my, told people you cried. You were walking well, on my, golf courses. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I was crying over the pimento cheese sandwich.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay.
0: The beauty of it all. Um, <laughs> my dad had a friend in Nashville who had a, a brother-in-law that was a banker, and we would walk. We would go into this nondescript Waffle House in the parking lot, and they would hand us our patron badges every uh, time we went. We went to four different masters, the 05, 07, 09, and 11. And a lot of times we went all four days, which was really remarkable. But a gentleman I never met, I think I, I'm sure I've seen many thank you cards. But uh, what a special time to get to spend you know so many days there on the grounds of Augusta National. I'm forever grateful. And One story I would share from one of my times was, and there's one in 2011. Um, we're set up between 18 green and nine green. If you get there early enough in the morning, you can put like four chairs on both and mm. then you can just go back and forth. Because once you put a chair down, <clears throat> it never moves. Right. So room on it, nobody can touch it. Um, but we're, we're sitting on nine green and uh, Tiger makes an eagle. And I'm watching through my binoculars and you see his fist pump and the Tiger roar that just comes, just drenches you. It took like 600 yards, so it was like two or three seconds for it to get there. But it just washes over you. And uh, <laughs> you're hitting the your cinder Cause if you're there at those of Friday, Saturday, it's amazing. But let me tell you something. Your, your feet hardly touch the ground on a Sunday at that place. So for Sam to come from College Station up to Augusta, and he was in the final group on Saturday, uh, obviously in the final group Sunday morning in the restart. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to imagine somebody could be wired for that kind of experience. So, and the one thing I want to talk about about Moore before we get off of him is on his forearm, his father passed away from Alzheimer's. And before he passed away, what did he tell him, JP, in his handwriting that he has tattooed on his forearm?
1: Don't wait to do something.
0: And it said pops June 12th, 2020 yeah, don't point. wait to do something. So there's, there's obviously in life, there's a sense of urgency, you know, to not take your moments for granted and, and to uh, make the best of every single situation because everybody's precious, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I can appreciate, uh, you know, the story of losing a parent with, with Alzheimer's, you know, I went down that same path and that, that, uh, it's, it's interesting that he found inspiration through that moment. So that's, uh, kudos to him, especially to be that young.
0: Well, and um, And again, I you know I think the the big takeaway uh, for me from that I haven't lived through something like that Um, did lose a parent you know at an early age at 53 years old, but uh, I think our thinking gets better when we realize that um, we need to just make the best of every day. You know that's all we have. We just have the present. We just really need to live into it and make the best of it. Uh, We're gonna have a good Monday today, JP. We're gonna make it every day.
1: Yes, we are.
0: Yes, well, we what are. What else are we going to talk about? Yeah, we're going to go. The low amateur, the low amateur, which is what – let's just talk about the fact that Bobby Jones, he was an amateur, the greatest amateur of all time, and he always wanted mm-hmm. to embrace the amateur at this tournament. So the fact that we're talking about Sam Bennett, that was intended from, you know, long – early on, they wanted to have stories of amateurs.
1: And then from, from the amateur, we're going to go to uh, Freddie Couples, 62 years old.
0: Boom, boom, as uh, as he was called back in back in the nineties. You know,
1: yeah, sixty
0: two years old, five months and so many odd days. He topped Bernard longer for the oldest player to ever make the cut.
1: Yeah, and at sixty two years old, and and you, there are names like, uh, oh gosh, who who are some of the people that didn't make it? Um, Justin Thomas, oh, yeah. you know.
0: I saw Did a graphic he that he had a 91% chance to make it before the tournament started. So he was, he was almost guaranteed to make the cut and then he didn't. But the thing about Freddie JP. Yeah. We're talking about, we're talking about thinking better.
1: That's right. Thinking better.
0: I saw an interview with Freddie and he said, you know, I don't come out here honestly at my age and think that I can compete with John Rom or Brooks Kepka or whoever else out here. Um, you know, Scotty Scheffler. What I do when I come to Augusta at 62 years old is I go out there and i try to compete with Freddie Couples. Now, he's speaking to mm. himself in third person. And we all should do that from time to time. But he said, if I can come out and be the very best Freddie Couples that I can be, then I know I can make the cut.
1: And he did. And And, and something that we could definitely take home is be the best us that we can be. You know, don't compare yourself to everybody else. Don't look at what... You know, John Rahm, of course, is the one that won, that won the Masters this year, and who is a young, very talented, 28, 29, somewhere around in there.
0: Yeah, twenty nine years old, I believe. And, yeah. and uh, there's so many areas in life, JP, where the John Rahms of the world, you know, are just demoralizing to us and make us just want to pack our toys and go home.
1: Yeah, we lo- we we start comparing ourselves to those people, and we we see somebody who has you know maybe it's more youth, maybe it is some sort of skill set that we don't have, and we start we could easily compare ourselves to them and say I, I can't I can't compete I can't do this I need to just kind of take a backseat. But you know we 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 talk a lot about focusing on the process, and and here we're adding a little twist of being the best that we can be, and, and that's all we need to worry about. If we're out there doing our best and, and applying all the skills that we have, then then our part's done.
0: Well, one thing I'd like to recognize about pretty much everybody who has made it to the professional golf level, except for maybe like Boo Weekly or something. And I'm I to think of two or three others. But for the most part, um, these guys have invested – a lot of time and a lot of money and thinking better. And, and I'd also like to give a tip of the cap. We wouldn't have this podcast. We wouldn't even be talking about this. If I hadn't studied years and years and years of golf psychology and, and, <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, worked with junior golfers, um, one of which has signed to play at the university of Kentucky um, next year. She's a junior right now, but she's going wow. to be playing at UK CA Carter, but you know, there's, there's these players. So I've really, uh, I, on an amateur level. I've studied golf psychology. But Freddie Couples, he could teach a master class in oh, yeah. life psychology, which is life psychology, and that is you yeah. don't get distracted. So who else can we talk about from the tournament? Because that that's yeah, and we have funny. to we have to
1: bring up Tiger. You know, I know you're not a, a huge fan of Tiger. I love Tiger. I think he's good for the sport. But um, was it his 23rd consecutive?
0: Yeah, he tied uh, Freddie Couples and Gary Player. I've got a picture of Tiger from the 2019 um masters championship sports illustrated cover on the yeah. wall over here. So I'm, I'm not a huge fan, but my, my child really liked him during that tournament. But yeah, yeah he he's shown that that in life and, and that's something from thinking, if you think well and prepare well and train well and do your best for over the course of a career, you know, uh in life you can you can be successful over and over and over. And, so a and, he, and he's technique. had
1: he's had some some physical ailments that have been plaguing him over the past couple years and even through you know the the nightmarish wreck that he had uh through you know he's had several back surgeries but you know he he hasn't stopped and even whenever his body is failing him clearly he's still got the mentality to say you know i can do this i can i can fight through it and, and and i can figure out how to how to make the best of this situation.
0: Speaking of, uh, of people that are older and, uh, defying the odds and, uh, and father time Phil Mickelson, the lefty and not the left, you're a lefty. Your lefty. I mean, he's actually a righty too. He's a fraud. Uh, oh, he plays, he plays golf left-handed. But he's he's, you know, you, do you know why he plays golf left-handed? I don't. When he was a child, his dad taught him how to play golf. when He was like two years old and it was, uh, he, he mimicked his father. So, you know, golf is a mirror type of deal. So if your father's a right hander and you're trying to model him in front of him, <laughs> you right So that's the reason he's a left hander is because he just stood in front of his dad and, and copied what he did.
1: And and I'm a Phil Mickelson fan. I, I've I've always enjoyed Phil.
0: Well, and I think that it's also uh, important to recognize that more time how we're thinking better and how that can change, you know, our our trajectory and our results. But um if you got a little person that is Kind of little eyes and little ears that are watching and hearing what you're doing. It's yeah. kind of like a little two year old golfer that's turned around backwards, uh, getting a head start in life. So, I, our, if we can think better, then you know, hopefully, our children benefit from that as well, or those around us.
1: But, but you know, the one of the bigger stories about Phil this year is 52 years old. He came in second place. He is the oldest person to finish in a top five at the Masters, and. And, and if you put that into perspective, he would have came out into this tournament at 52 years old with nobody his age finishing in the top five. So easy for him to step out here and just say, you know, I'm just going to play in the Masters. But clearly, you know, guys my age, we don't compete. Clearly, guys my age, we're 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 not going to be able to to really make a move on Sunday to to be in the hunt, but. He didn't listen to the naysayers. He didn't look at the statistics. He didn't care about the law of averages. You know, he just really he he focused himself to say, "I'm I'm going to do this," and, and for, come out.
0: But for a second, we move, before we move on from him, you know, he went to a different organization where he plays golf now, and so the reception his finish today would have been much more celebrated. You know, it'd have been a much bigger deal uh, had he still been kind of the old Phil from Kiowa Island, because he won the he won the PGA Championship two years ago at the age of fifty as well. So it's Mm -hmm. just neat to just. uh, There's no reason I know. One of the books that I read last year uh, talks about excusitis. So you know, back to our topic of of thinking well. There's so many areas in our life where we can make excuses, JP, and Mm -hmm. one of the primary. Excuses we like to make is what? <laughs> Probably my age. We're too, too old. old. Too uh, old for that. Carl yeah. Sanders, he didn't start selling chicken until yeah. he was in his
1: 60s. Yeah.
0: You know? He cashed in his first social security check, which now you have to be like 74 or something. But he uh, got right. his first social security check. I-75 had come through Corbin and didn't cut through, the, through by his restaurant, so he had to kind of do something. So he loaded up his car and went out and taught people how to make this— you know, pressurized chicken quickly, and he charged him a nickel a chicken, but he did that in his 60s, and here's Nicholson in his 50s, here's Couples in his 60s. So um, we, we don't ever, ever need to use age as an excuse. I
1: agree. You know?
0: yeah. And that, that's the big takeaway from that guy. Now, I'm so happy we get to talk about this. I got my master shirt on with the old badges. <laughs> we get excited because it's an annual rite of passage. It's the beginning of spring, really, for us here. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> let's talk about the champion, John ron John ron By the way, if you go back and look on Facebook, I predicted he was the guy I picked to win this week.
1: Very good. Well, you called called that one well. Very rare that happens. And, so and how did you of, feel uh, after the very first hole? What did that you think? First
0: hole. So for for those that are golf fans and those that aren't golf fans, I like to set this up. The first hole, a uh, little uphill. Slot dog leg right. He, uh, he got on in regulation, you know, like most professional golfers do, and then it took him four putts to uh, to get it in the hole. That's well, a double bogey, and nobody wants to ever have a four putt, much less in a Masters, much less, you know, uh, just getting your round started, I guess. Although John Rom said, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it the first hole because <laughs> you have 71 uh, holes to make it up. And, J.P., how many <laughs> expansions have won uh, at Augusta? I believe he was the fourth. He was the fourth. You had Sevi Ballesteros in the 1883. You yeah. had Jose Maria Othobel who won a couple there in the 90s I believe. He had two. Yeah. And then uh, Sergio John a few years ago. I mean at one Masters several years ago um uh, Sevi had like a four putt and they asked him to describe it in the press conference. And you know what Sevi said?
1: Yeah. He said I missed. I missed. I missed and then I made
0: <laughs> wow, and I think mean, it's great to talk about Sevi on uh, on you know, April ninth on the this because this would have been his birthday. And yeah. what Sevi said in that press conference, I miss, I miss, I miss, I make. It shows that he went through four processes there. Oh well, yeah, good you know? point. I mean, he he uh, he didn't view that in the cumulative total of of uh you know is this big hot mess. He he went through four processes the correct way. The results didn't go exactly how he wanted, except the <laughs> fourth one. You know, yeah. He got so it's Sethy Dowster, those who don't know, famous Spaniard, you know, kind of put him on the map, got the Ryder Cup going, because it was kind of a one sided affair. Uh Seti died of brain cancer, but just uh just just an amazing uh character yeah. from the World of Golf. And you know, John Rom obviously uh is the face really of of Spanish golf? Maybe the face of all golf. He's he's the world number one player now. But he walks off that first hole with a double bogey, and he could have said a lot of things. JP, what could he have said after that?
1: Lord, after a four putt, I mean, you 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 totally forget what's your focus on ahead and you just focus on how did I let that happen? And you start letting your emotions sink in of, you know, I've trained so much for this one moment. I want to win a masters. This was my chance to get it this year. Now that I'm started with a double bogey, I'm sure it's all over. And so now if I'm going you, to have to start focusing on next year.
0: If you are a golfer and you're listening to this podcast, or if you know a golfer, that maybe lives in your house, or you know, you grew up with somebody you know who has played golf. Let me tell you, chances are, they're what we call a chopper. Okay, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're a hack. Uh, they're, for the most part, everybody we know, you know, outside of maybe one or two really exemplary people, are not good at golf, and I can tell you. Every single one of them, to a man, if they four putt at the Rinkerding, Bobolink, Palmerosa, Grayson Lake—I don't care yeah. where Trace, wherever you're at. they are, Eagle Trace—wherever you are, it's going to be a mean, bad they, day. And these are these are chops, JP. Chops. These yeah. are guys that shoot a hundred, that shoot yeah. ninety, that shoot 80, shoot seventy-two—that matter. They're not any good. Compared you to every cover, yeah, those guys are toast the whole day. And they are complete mm-hmm. hacks. Here's a guy that's a top five player in the world. If anybody can be indignant, if anybody can lose their cool, if anybody can just, uh, have a reason to, to be like, oh, I can't believe that happened. It's got to be it's- somebody like John Lump and he just took it in stride and said, I've got 71 more holes. It's okay.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to focus on my process.
0: He ends up winning the golf tournament by four strokes. But before we get there, he was down by four strokes after the yeah. midway point. Yep. Brooks Kepka is in the lead. Everybody thinks Brooks is just cold as ice. He's built for this. The U.S. Open's broken out in Augusta, and Brooks is just going to bring it home. But you know what Brooks had, JP? What did he have?
1: I he, think had the lead. he had a lot of
0: expertise. <laughs> He's in the lead. He, he It got him really uptight. The dude didn't make a birdie for 22 holes, which 22 that's a long, time in Augusta. That's a long yeah. stretch special Augusta to go without birdies. So he got uptight because expectations abounded. And in life when we have expectations, I can't tell you how many times I've been disappointed JP. Yeah. When I have I've expectations.
1: Been, I've been the same way. And, and probably, I mean, I have, I put more expectations on myself than probably what other people do. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that's how everybody is, but, but I, I put a lot of expectations on what I should be able to do and what I should be able to accomplish. And, and, uh, earlier in my life, it was almost like I was putting expectations out there just to try to push myself and I wouldn't hit those marks. You know, my GPA wasn't high enough. I wasn't getting the jobs that I wanted or, you know, I'm, and, 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 I, and I would disappoint myself and shame on me.
0: Well, one of my favorite uh, fables, JP, is the tortoise and the hare. Yeah. And in this Masters, they don't all break down like this, but this is a two horse race basically from the jump. You know, once once everything settled down after the cut was made and there were 46 golfers or so involved, um, you know, even watching the third round, with John Rom and Brooks Kepka and Sam Bennett was in that grouping. They had to play threesomes because of the weather delay. Sam was always just kind of a marker. You know, I never, nobody ever really uh, thought that he would ever be relevant. So for 36 holes, that golf tournament played, and really there were only two guys in the whole golf tournament. <laughs> yeah, Nicholson ends up going from one under to eight under the last day. Yeah, sixty-five. he, just, he played that out. Spieth shot 66. They both made yeah, the top five. Those are great did. stories. Those are great backdoor results, right? And life, mm-hmm. sometimes we can really take off and have a nice little bender and you know get some stuff done and, and have under the radar and we <laughs> just make it happen. But, anyway, yeah. but but I think that as we wrap up this episode, you know, <laughs> the twinest was John Rom. I mean, yeah. you know, he has that four pole in the first hole. He has a four stroke deficit after two rounds. The hair out strutting around and looking like a banging rooster and like he was just going to just, it was just a coronation was Mr. Kepka? Yeah. You know, the hare in the tortoise and the hair, which, which we talked about, my friends, the Saxons, we had a group called the the, uh, the Movers and the Shakers and the picture was the tortoise and the hare. So I, I've been looking at a picture of the tortoise and the hare for 12 years, but the hare will get out there and gets a little cocky, gets a little arrogant. The tortoise knows he has work to do. And yeah. so for me... You know my biggest takeaway from the twenty twenty three masters I don't know if we'll see many that are as tortoise and hare-like as this one, yeah, but toward the end of the race, man, the tortoise he was just plodding along like he always was, and the hair was just done, he was completely yeah. cooked
1: he he fell off and in uh, you know I think you had said a scripture, you know I made the comment earlier and when we were talking just about how it's not about how you start it's all about how you finish and and john rom was uh, proof of that cuz i mean really he he was just very consistent the entire the entire tournament he was just very consistent and as brooks started falling off the uh, kepka started you know retreating and then you know, there goes rom he just kept doing what he was doing next thing you know He's up by one. He's up by two. He's up by three. He's up by four. <laughs> it was.
0: Well, I, I told you about, uh, he, he opened up a fortune cookie 10 years ago. that said, your hard work and talents will soon be discovered. And he posted it. And he said, one day I'm going to win the masters. So he obviously had dreamed of this day, you know? Yeah.
1: And, and, and all, all golfers, I'm sure at the professional level, you know, have some d- desire to, to win, especially one of the majors. And, and this was one that he hadn't won before and, and good for him. You know, he's. He's got and a green
0: verse. jacket, absolutely. And, and, and as we close, you know, the verse they were talking about is uh, it's in Ecclesiastes seven. It's Ecclesiastes seven eight, and it says, "The end of a matter is better than its beginning, and patience is better than pride." But mm. uh, I do believe that when the final ball rolled in the cup, and uh, John Rom rested his putter on his leg and threw his arms in, in the air in victory with the roars of the crowd, I guess you'd say the end of the matter. Uh, was better than the beginning of the matter, so if you look at, <laughs> yeah. if you look at the the beginning and the end for John Rahm, the beginning was a, was just a humiliating, disgusting, frustrating uh, debilitating. You can use every word in the lexicon of words. it was enough to break a a, a, a weaker person yeah and somehow that that beginning of the matter and then you contrast it to the end of the matter. And the end of the matter was coming up the 72nd hole. There's no greater walk in all the golf. There's no I go can anymore. imagine. And once he hit that, he had a terrible tee shot. And then he laid up and he had a yeah. little flip shot. And he hit the little flip shot. It was pretty good. It, it and he up ended up far in the hole. But as he realized after that third shot, and he got it up there to five feet. When he knew was over with a four-stroke lead, yeah. walking up through there, i got to think in life, JP. I don't care what your beginning is. I don't care where you start, right? I don't care what trouble and, and tribulation and challenges that any of us face in our lifetime at the beginning of a matter or the middle of a matter for that matter. What all that matters is the end of that matter. So you got to persevere. You got to hang in there.
1: And I'm sure the, the thought probably comes across your mind. You know, it's all been worth it for this moment. It is all, it is. I, I count it all joy. I think uh, there's even a scripture that talks about that whenever you you look at all the trials and the tribulations you have to go through. But whenever you get to the ending and you cross the finish line and you're you hit the the levels of success that you wanted, you know, you can you can truly say, you know, it was all worth it. And I can count it all joy, all the struggles that I had to go through to get to this moment.
0: Well, uh, in my closing thought on this, hundred percent, I agree with what you said. And someone who, you know, no longer, I basically no longer play golf, you know, because. i going to um, change that though. Oh yeah, sure. I tried that. I'm still hurting two weeks after trying to play two weeks. Uh, I'm not saying is, you. But what I'm saying is I have a different perspective now than I ever would have had, you know, when I was there watching mm-hmm. the past. But um, <sighs> I am so inspired by, um, you know, the stories that we see through. And that's why, I guess that's why we watch sport, you know, is, is just to see the, the perseverance, the grit, the de- determination. Um, there's so many People have to
1: overcome all the challenges that they have to overcome personally, physically, mentally. You know, it, it all makes for a good story whenever you see somebody come out on the other end uh, and, and just you, not only do they win, but they, you can just tell that they really enjoy the moment and it's, it's fun and to watch. Thing
0: on the is, is he was a hothead. You know, coming out of Arizona State, he had a temper, you know, he would slam and throw tantrums and uh he is he has none of that anymore. No, he, he's he changed. He hasn't run very hot. So if any of us out there, you know, if we're if we're battling those kind of things, because what's what's interesting is the next verse after the end of a matter is better than beginning and patience is better than pride, verse nine says, Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. <laughs> I, believe, I believe we can say that John Rom has remedied that as well, as far as we yeah.
1: know. And it's probably part of his reasons he's successful.
0: Well, I'm so thankful that we got to get together on Easter yeah. Sunday. Easter um, Sunday. It's been a wonderful day of going to church and, and celebrating Absolutely. Easter. And, Absolutely. Uh, and getting a chance to connect with you. So yeah, uh, right next time we get together, I hope somebody uh, out there, you know, can uh, enjoy this episode and yep. take something from one of these little uh, stories that we've told.